There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerdist Podcast number 23 with Ozzy, as my friend Brian Posehn would say it. Uh, so before we get to that, I just want to tell you up top, the next Nerdist Podcast live at Largo in Los Angeles will be July 28th, right after Comic-Con. Uh, my special guest will be Fred Willard. That is going to be amazing, which apparently is a word I'm told I use a lot, but it really will be. So go to Nerdist.com. There'll be a banner there. You can click on it, buy your Fred Willard tickets, and come out to see that because the live shows have been amazing. Uh, and I use the word again. I'm not afraid. So here's a little background on the Ozzy interview. A couple weeks ago, my buddy Ryan Vance, who works for a company called Revision 3, uh, said, hey, how would you like to interview Ozzy for Dig Dialogue? And I said, Osborne? And he said, yes. And I said, fuck yes! And there was kind of a weird pause uh, while we both kind of soaked in my aggressive response. And, uh, and I said, look, I would love to do this. Dig Dialogue, by the way, is an amazing video interview series that is co-produced by Revision 3 and Dig. So you should go there, by the way, and check out all the interviews they have because they're fantastic. And uh, I said, look, I know the Dig Dialogues are about 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Do you mind if I record the entire piece uh, and put it up as a Nerdist podcast uh, for my listeners. And he said, no, of course not. So this is what you're getting. This is the unedited interview. Uh, there's a lot of us like coming in and sitting down and talking before the cameras start rolling. And, and, and it's very fun and conversational. And I have to say, Ozzy was incredible. Like one of the most gracious people I've ever interviewed and, and super intelligent and, and thoroughly contemplative. And um, he actually played me after the interview. This is what a nice guy is. Played me. Uh, large chunks of his new album, which is called Scream, and it's out now, and you should buy it because it was amazing. I have to say, it's probably even more amazing to listen to it with Ozzy. I don't know if you're going to get the chance to do that, so you should just buy it and pretend that he's standing next to you. But he was just like 50 kinds of wonderful, and uh, I really enjoyed the time that I could sit down and spend with him. It was about an hour, and uh, I hope you enjoy it too. So here it is, the Nerdist Podcast number 23 with Ozzy. Like Brian Posehn would say it. Now entering Nerdist.com.
Thanks for inviting us. That's Chris Ozzy. Hey, man. Chris. Nice Hi. to meet you. Chris. Hey. Oh, Chris. I think we're going to put you in, the, in this chair. Cool. Can I get you mic'd up? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. I'll run it right up under your shirt. Do you want these taken up because it's something's going to rustle? No, you know, I'll put it up here. Okay. Yeah, I think it's fine. Can you run this up under your shirt? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, have a seat. Cool. Oh, 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 you're getting on with this. I got one. I can't even turn the fucking thing on. The iPad? <laughs> All right, we can talk about it. We can talk about it a bit. It's a, I think it's the greatest thing I've ever owned. Well, my son said it's like unbelievable. I just, I'm not, I don't own a computer, a fucking cell phone. I, I got one of them for free, and I go, I go what the fuck is this all about? It's, like a, it's got giant cell phones, I mean. See, this is why I know that, you're, uh, that you are entertainment royalty, because Apple doesn't give anything to anyone, so if they sent you one, that is a huge deal. They didn't say I got one from a, an award show for a gift early last weekend. Uh, it was in like a package, and I was like, whoa. That's pretty sweet. I stood in line for this guy. That's, that's dedicated nerddom right there when you'll stand in but line you know, for the you, device. You, you have to download it on, from your computer to whatever you want on it, yeah? Well, some of the stuff, yeah, but a lot of it you can just buy yeah, over, yeah. On, you know, over the air. Okay. So uh, it's, it's pretty great. But if you don't even own a computer, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's not... I mean, I've tried to fight it for all these years, but I mean, this is all computerized now. Yeah. My father, I'm still trying to get my dad on email, and he won't. He won't do it. He's just decided, like, you know, the time for me is. I'm but you know, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. I don't know. I'm don't know what. I'm. I'm gonna be. Put, I don't know what to push and pr buttons to press. Mm -hmm. I don't get freaked out. I'm gonna press the wrong button. Like, get arrested for pedophilia or, or <laughs> fucking what's up, World War Three. We'll see if they take the pedophilia button off the computer, then you can't. I, I, mean, I, I, I know it's just stupid, but I, I, I don't like. I, I, I come from the old team, you know. I mean, yeah. when we used to buy vinyl and things. <laughs> you, when you don't get fucking discs anymore, I don't know what they're gonna get now. It's all down on a wire in a frame. They'll just beam it right into your head. Yeah, they don't have to. This, this is all. This is gonna be antiquated. I mean, in like five the, or 10 I mean years. so many long time. I said to me, what's what to, what science fiction today is science fact tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I when I when I got like I got cassettes, VHS cassettes. Yeah. I got DVD. I got I don't I don't, I don't play them anymore. It's like just junk. <laughs> you when, when the, I remember when I when I someone gave me a Walkman years ago. I thought no, uh, uh, iPod. I thought. Oh. What the fuck's this thing? No, I can't live without my. That's one thing I do use my iPod. You, you're because we have a mutual friend in Rob Zombie. Oh yeah, yeah. And Rob, um, Rob has the, like the most extensive collection of horror DVDs I've oh, ever yeah, seen. Oh yeah, I think he's got everyone that's ever been. Literally man. everyone, and now he's kind of like, well, fuck, what do I need these for? Oh, I mean, I mean, just I mean you can put it in a thing that's, that's smaller than that. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to do the Alan show the other week, and she gave us these. They gave us these little cameras. High definition, I mean, three buttons, that's right up my alley. <laughs> I still can't work the fucking thing. <laughs> Alright, I'm ready when you are. Alright. We're rolling? I'm gonna take a sip of water. Have you got money available yet? I, no, they didn't give it to me yet, I don't have it yet. Do you want to hear some of it afterwards? Yes, I would love to. Fucking get the machine working, I'll play it for I you. would absolutely love to. Can you ask Bob to ask Bob if if are going to turn the CD on afterwards? How, how do I do it? Or is it just Bob? Bob. Bob knows how to do it. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I never ever thought I'd have my own recording studio. 
Oh, really? Oh, fuck. You, you, I mean, you don't really need this space anymore. We do most of the work, the guitar work, and the singing in here. Mm -hmm. You don't use a fucking booth. You don't have to anymore, huh? It, I mean, this Pro Tool is fucking ridiculous. It's, the Pro Tool is amazing. This is the, the deal. I mean, it costs a lot of money, but if you get a hit record out of it, it's There's good things and bad things. The good thing is you can come down whenever you want. Mm -hmm. The bad thing is you've got time on your hands, so you, you go, oh, fuck it, I'll do it tomorrow, I'm going to go for a meal, you know? But <laughs> yeah. if you've got, you got a lock in with a studio time and you money going out the door, you, you get it done quickly, you know, you know. But I thought, oh, I've never had the luxury of time, which I don't know whether it's a good thing for me or not, because, I, I mean, I, was, I started my new record 18 months ago, then I pulled out, went on tour with Slash, came back, wrote a book, came back, and, and, and so in and out. So it didn't really take 18 months, I think, condensed down the time, you know, under six months. Is that about average? No, it's usually a... Yeah, I suppose it right is, really, with a rehearsal. I, I like to do it with my band, you know. I, I mean, I'll get a, a melody line with the band and I, I bring it into the studio. But we, we constructed the whole thing in the studio this time. Oh, that's fantastic! It is, but you know, there's a when you got to when you're in a studio, you don't have to take. You just just do it, you know. Mm -hmm. When you got to do it on stage, that's a problem because you ain't got enough air in your lungs to get through all the. Lyrics. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah I've re I've recorded some stuff for fun, and it's like, oh, I can't. Uh, I'm going to fake this long thing here yeah. as opposed to I couldn't ever do all a live. the tricks. Come out then, you know. But I, I don't use m many tricks. I, I, I. You all set? I'm all set. Three, two. I'm Chris Hardwick. I'm special correspondent for uh, for Dig Dialogue here. I'm with. The legendary Ozzy Osbourne. Hi. We're in your home studio, which is stunning to me. It's gorgeous. It's great. Um, the wife always looks at me with her eyes. And she's, she's looking out over you, watching you, making sure everything's okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I, I mean, I never thought I'd have a, my own studio. I mean, I, it's, I, I did the last two albums in my own studio, in this studio. Not, uh, this is the first album in this studio, and the old house was where I did the last one, Black Rain. So even after you've been doing this this long, you still don't, you, it's still kind of weird to you to have your own space to record in your house? Well, you know, I mean, the technology, the way things are, are, go, are going nowadays, mm -hmm. you, you, you gotta, this will be obsolete in a couple of years, you know? <laughs> right, right. When I first had it built in, the guy goes, well, all you need to do is change this thing called a ploppy, ploppy disc. And it'll be, and I put a new one in, and it brings it up to date. But that's horse crap, you know. Well, yeah, and you know what's interesting is that because I feel like a lot of people. I mean, this is a grander scale than most people, but technology has brought us to a place where people can work from their homes. You know, my son Jack was coming coming from flying from America to England, and he comes in and he goes, Dad, when I was on a plane today. I was playing on my laptop and I was getting these rhythms. I'm like, when he played this to me, I was like, it wasn't professional and he done for a release. But he got things down on the computer. I'm like, wow, you know? Yeah, you can do that on iPhones now and iPads and all sorts of like mobile devices. Well, in the future, have I think things. that's what's going to happen. People are going to start uh, exchanging ideas on, on, on that, you know? Do you think it's weird that basically you don't, now you don't really have to be a musician to make music? Is that irritating well, to you? Well, no, no, I mean, the whole thing has changed well, from when I, when I started in 1968, which is like a thousand lifetimes ago. Um, it was like from then to now. We we, we re recorded the first Black Sabbath album on two four-track machines in 12 hours. Oh my God! And that was and it still sells to this day. So that that was a fluke because after that we started to get more. We spent three weeks, four weeks, then four months, a year. And it, it, it's a technology. I mean, I never thought in my lifetime. I would ever see the demise of, of records, you know. It's pretty. It's pretty weird. I mean, it's pretty weird. Do you think it's? 
just the whole like the way the music industry has changed. I mean, how, there, how oh, have you seen? There it? ain't that much of a music industry anymore. I no. mean, it's it's all c computers now. You know, I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the future will bring us. I've got to be some holograms or something <laughs> that you can get your own rock show in your living room. You know? Do you think? Would you rather have started now, or are you happy no, that you started I, I, when you did? No, I would not have. I, I, I couldn't handle it now because the young bands who sign up for record companies now uh, have to give them the t-shirt money, the mm -hmm. publishing. Because you know that company that want to make money, so they don't sell as many records as they used to anymore. Because there ain't that many. You know, they you can buy CDs. I suppose right. you can buy a few vinyl. But you know, the days of like Thriller are over. You know. <laughs> well, this is this is an excellent segue into uh, basically. This, I just want to tell you about how this Dig dialogue works. So, um, Dig has compiled about forty million users. And so they submitted questions that they wanted to ask mm -hmm. you. Uh, we got over 700 submissions, and essentially, I'm going to ask you 10 questions uh, okay, that, uh, that the users... The, I didn't write these, and none of the producers... These are actual... Your fans, actually, these are their okay. questions. So I'm going to tell you what their usernames are, and I'm going to tell you how many digs each question got, which means essentially how many votes like yeah, you know, okay. we, we voted. Uh, so... Let me start with the first question here, because I think this, this, this blends beautifully into what we were just saying. So this is submitted by dig user Pronounce This uh, with 216 digs. What do you think about music piracy, and do you believe in Radiohead and Nine Inch Nails as models of just giving away music? I don't know, but you know, for the, you mentioned the younger bands now. If they keep getting it for nothing, they, it's, it can't, not everybody can afford this, you know. I, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm an established guy. But for young bands that want to get on, how are they going to do it? Because it's, it's, it still costs money to make. Mm -hmm. So if they keep stealing, they ain't going to have nothing to steal you in. Because people can't afford to have it to keep having it. It's like if you have a, a gold watch and somebody keeps stealing it, you're, you're going to run out of money to buy the thing, you know? Right. So it's just theft. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're all somewhat guilty of theft at some time in our life. Yeah. But on a, on a thing, I mean, I have my own studios, I keep saying, and I did it, my, I didn't, it didn't actually cost me money for the show out. But people who have to hire studios are not going to be able to afford to do it. They don't do something about it. But do you think some of that is offset by the fact that it's so cheap to make stuff now? Well, it's, it's I mean, it all depends what, what level you want to be. If you want to do a professional level, you've got to get something like this. I mean, yeah. But, you know, my, my, my experience is sometimes somebody will on a cassette machine and have a hit number one record. It's whatever. It's you know it's pros and kind of put uh, some things for it and things against it. I don't know the answer. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like a good idea for people to keep stealing. Yeah. Well, you've seen it. You've seen a lot of changes in the last forty years. So with the, with I think the first major rev revolution you probably saw was music videos. Uh, oh yeah. Mid I mean, to late seventies and then early eighties. So what what, mean, was, what was that like? I, I mean. I hated making video because it's like you got a three or four minute song and you think the guy was making fucking World, World War Nine or something, you know, some <laughs> epic film. And it's like, oh, I, mean, that, I mean, when you hear people like Michael Jackson paying in Spain, like millions making a video. Yeah, Thriller was a million dollars and at the time in the 80s it was like a million dollars for a, yeah, a but music but video? It's, it's like, is it, I mean, I did one video for a song on my No More Tears on Mama I'm Coming Home, I think mm -hmm. it was. And it was a... A big elaborate production. It was all cosmic and people in, in the clouds and whatever. I just didn't like it because the song where, uh, what we wrote was uh, a hometown, you know, my mom coming home. Mm -hmm. So I just I, the first one cost three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which I thought was a c complete con. And I said, "Give me fifty thousand, I'll get you another one." 
So I got the, the film crew, with his, uh, Nirvana smells like Team Spirit. That kind of a vibe, mm -hmm. just a camera and me running around as you know. And, the, and the, the MTV picked up both of them up, you know. But, but I mean, how can you justify spending a million bloody dollars on a video? You're just blow, blowing your own trumpet, you know, ego. Well, yeah, because I know a lot of um, a lot a lot of artists spend that money, and it's like, well. You you know you have to pay that back, right? Like oh, the, absolutely! The label's not going to cover that. I mean, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Because, you know, they spent a million dollars. They didn't make the song any better because it's the song's the song. If you want to, people don't buy the record because they, they, they you spent a million dollars on a video. They buy it either because they like it. If they don't like it, they don't buy it. You know? Yeah. Do you think that? Uh, I mean, how do you see the sort of distribution channels now between radio and the you internet? You know what? It changes so quickly. I don't keep my my ear to the ground. My all that stuff to do that for me, I'm, I'm fortunate, you know. But I mean, now it's it's just it's, it's it's a whole different ball game now. You got. I mean, I'm doing more work now promoting and and TV slots. And I, on Friday, I was I, I, bro I broke a world record at the, at the, at the, at the is it the Dodgers Dodgers Stadium for the for the, for the my new album's called Scream, mm -hmm. and I, I got, I, I, they had to scream the, the, the people in the arena, uh, the stadium, for one minute, and we broke the we're in the Guinness Book of Records. There. That is pretty sweet. Yeah, but it's kind of what you have to do now, you know. Oh, you, you I, I, yeah. I mean, I was just I was having this conversation with the producers earlier that. You know, like yeah, it's, it's there's so much media available. There's so many people, and there's so many channels. That it's almost like you have to be as theatrical as possible to stand out anymore. Well, but it's like you know, the the only person I've seen come out of the woodwork lately uh, in these last years that's had an impression on me is that Lady Gaga. At least mm -hmm. she put some panache back into the game, being yeah. business. Yeah. So uh, there was a period of time when I go, is he from the audience? Is he from the band? Is he from the crew? Which is which? Yeah. You know, I mean, you, know, you can people laugh laugh about the eighties and having the hair, the, the flossed hair. But at least you knew it was in a band. You, yeah. you know, the singer had blonde flashes, the band had black dyed hair. Yeah, grunge killed that for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's all, but, it's, but it's then all, it's right all now. It's all the same thing. Mu modern music is the, the, the way you, if, you, if your parents don't like it, it's got to be a winner. Right. We're the people that made your parents like Well, it's got to rebel against. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly right. It's kind of. It's, it's funny to watch kids rebel against grunge. You're like, ah, oh, grunge is dumb. Now we want d electronic dance music. You're like, it's not really that rebellious. It's, 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 mind you, when, when, in the back in the day when we started smoking pot and all that, you to, to get all that stuff, you had to go through a friend who knew a friend who knew a friend who knew a friend. Now, you walk down the road and buy it from a coffee shop down there. You know? <laughs> yeah, and they might legalize it in California. I don't think that works. You don't really. think it's going to happen? I don't think so, because uh, they're, they're, they're already like getting down on it, because pe pe there's lines of cars, there's sort of these <laughs> medical <laughs> marijuana shops, and people are getting com they're complained They're shutting down. About. Um, all right, so the next question was submitted by dig user Willie Six, and it's got 205 digs. Um, as a pioneer of heavy metal music, what do you think of current heavy metal music? Well, I think I think the, the, the heavy metal brand is what re kind of remains the, the music that other people don't understand. They mm -hmm. always, I mean, 70s, 80s, 90s, the new millennium is nothing like what, what each other. 70s metal, 80s metal, completely different. I mean, it was like pop rock in the uh, 80s. Mm -hmm. But that, I, I mean, I don't really listen to new stuff because there ain't no new stuff for me. I've been doing it 42 years. So every, any, and I've got to watch it when I'm making my record because if, if something gets in my head in, inadvertently, it comes out in my music, you know. But um, 
It's, it's, it's kind of like music that people don't understand. They go, oh, it's metal. Anybody with a singer, bass player, drummer, and a guitar player, it's metal. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, it's, it was, I mean, I've never got my head around that word heavy metal. What's it mean? So like 70s, 80s, 90s now, and now. It's nothing like each other, so, but why is it called heavy metal? It's, I mean, it, it, if it was like a grunge metal or, or acid metal or whatever, you know. Yeah. But it's like the word metal, I think, is it's attached to music that I don't understand. Well, what? To, so when you're, just, by the way, I'm wearing a heavy metal shirt, but it's it's really nerdy. These are actually heavy metals on the periodic table of the elements. This is cobalt. That's uh, molybdenum. No, I shouldn't. Um, what do you listen to when you're just sitting around? Like, do you listen? Do well, you I listen to old music. I mean, it takes me about fifteen, twenty years to get into the music what's around now. You know, I mean. You know, uh, I, I listened to the Beatles. That was the first thing that I, I really got my head into. The Beatles changed my life. You know. Did you ever hang out with them? I've met, met a couple of them. Yeah, but McCartney and uh, Ringo. I never met John or George. I'd love to. Have, I've never saw them play. And that was like when Lennon got uh, murdered, I can remember what time of day I found out where I was, what it, what where what the situation was. It's like when Kennedy got assassinated. I remember I was coming home from Boy Scouts. Six in the evening, and I got home, and my house was all in my morning. It's one of them things when he, I mean, when John Lennon got shot, I thought to myself, why, what the fuck did this guy ever do to anybody but make, make their life worth living? Yeah. I, 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 I just, I don't know, I still can't get my head around that. Because I would love, when he came out of retirement, semi retirement, uh, and he put that double fantasy album out, mm -hmm. I was like, right, they've got another chance of me seeing them. But I've seen McCartney, but he's fucking awesome, McCartney, live. When, you, when you're watching his show, you go, how many fucking songs did this guy write? How many hits? <laughs> Everyone's you, a winner, you If know? you literally, if you just wrote one Beatles song... That I mean, I mean, the Beatles, it's signed. I mean, in ten years, I went from being a, a pop band to, like, a future band. You know, like, like yeah. Pink Floyd kind of thing. Yeah. But better, you know? I mean, is, is that just not, do you think, because I sometimes... I don't think there will ever be, ever be another that's, Beatle. That's what I was saying. Never, ever. To have the, because it's, everything after them was new. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, sorry, it was trying to be new, but it was off the Beatles. And I mean, I can hear the Beatles and a lot of different things as time goes on. Their whole approach to music was great, you know. And the lyrics never necessarily meant any, any story. But he kind of did in a weird way, you know. Lennon's lyrics and McCartney's, the Lennon and McCartney thing was brilliant. About Lennon was, uh, he, he, I think he was kind of a bully, though. Like, did you I don't know. I mean, uh, as as I'm getting, as I'm going through my life, I'm listening for and finding new things out of it because I realise how how many hit pop songs McCartney had and he's heard into. Lennon was a cynic. It's like that, that thing what McCartney says when he does interviews. He goes. It's getting better all the time. It couldn't get, get much, much worse. worse. Yeah, yeah. And and like, that's we that's that in. perfect for the. That's perfect. And I, I, lo I love Lennon too. But like, but when I, but I say he was a bully, I heard something where uh, someone asked him, um, "Do you think uh, Ringo Starr is the best drummer in the world?" And he said, "I don't think he's the best. No, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles." Yeah. <laughs> that's per when they came to America, and they go, "What do you call your haircut?" He goes, "Bill." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was so. Wit was phenomenal. Yeah, he was amazing. I, and I never got to, I've never seen... You've got to go and see McCartney, you've got to go. You, it, it's just fucking incredible when you see... You, he does things from the past to now, and it's, it's great. Uh, I mean, they were the reason why 
behind me, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you, so do you, you see you see their influence in, in your work? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it, what they got me. They always had great melody lines. Now, if I could sing about fucking, have you seen the little piggies? It was all great, you know. What, who gives a fuck about piggies? But the melodies were great, you know. Yeah. And if you had, my father he said, was an old-time guy. He said, if you haven't got a melody, you ain't got a song. Well, well I, I, I don't know how these hip-hop people are going to get up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll just sample the melodies that yeah. <laughs> people like the Beatles are. But I think a lot of that was all that time they spent in um, Hamburg. In, in Hamburg. Oh, I used to, well, we did the same in Sir Club Hamburg, Black Sabbath. Oh, you did the same thing? Or oh, were, yeah. were we literally just playing for like eight hours a day? Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, I, you get up and you do alternates. You go, you're on first, then there's another band, then you do that all day, all day until the following morning. Oh my God! I mean, uh, we, uh, we, and that, um, believe it or not, was the best fucking training a band could have because you, you, you invent shit to get. When you play, uh, one forty-five minute spot was a guitar solo. One forty-five percent, and you just, you just get, learn your craft. You so, know? are you writing stuff on? Are you are you kind of improvising well, writing I stuff mean, on? It, I mean, it was. Uh, it was a, it was an education for us because I mean when you go and do it you know when you I mean like a Ringo as Ringo says when you got nothing you got to buy it when you get everything you get everything for free you know yeah it's um it's, we, we had nothing to live like, the thing is we had everything to gain and nothing to lose we had nothing anyway you know so it was we were when we first came to the US it was like the biggest thing that ever happened to us in our lives is it weird when you become that successful because then you can kind of do whatever you want. Is it scary to have that kind of freedom? Yeah, well, you know, you, you go through the ego bit, you know, you buy the car, you buy, you're posing around with your cigars and your whatever, and your jewelry shit on, you know. And I haven't uh, I haven't hit that I yet. Have. But I'm, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. But it's, it's like what, the trappings of success, the drugs and the groupies and the whole deal. You sample it all, you know, but then you get real again, you know. It really, does it really... Because I think for a lot of people who've never experienced that, when they hear when they hear someone say, "Ah, the groupies," that just gets boring. It really does. It doesn't really. Get I mean, there's only so many orifices you can mess around with, you know. <laughs> then, you, then you go, "Oh, just get the fuck out of here." Right. A uh, third question was submitted by dig user Shawnee B. This got 182 digs. And uh, what does that mean? Gigs. A dig means basically it's an online way of saying that someone liked something. So, so what, how, how many people make one gig? A dig, a dig. Well, this, this, this question. 182 people dug this question, and so that was one of the top ten. Okay. So that's that's what that means, basically. So this, this he wrote this. So I'm, I didn't I didn't write this. This is a silly thing to say to you, but you've done some crazy shit. Period. <laughs> Just in case you forgot, uh, what's your biggest regret, and what crazy shit are you happy you've done? Well, we all have regrets. I can't change any of the, of the things I've done, but I, I, uh, but you move on. I don't, I don't go. Oh my God, I, I did that in 1973. You gotta move. On. It's part. Of, I mean, it's like I heard somebody once say, when you come to the crossrooms, you bet whatever road you take, you gotta live with the good and the bad and whatever comes out of it. Mm -hmm. You know. So my 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 road's been full of surprises, shall we say? I, I mean, when I die, I suppose that people remember me biting the head of a bat or something. You know. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing to do with say that I mean. People I've entertained and how, 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 how everything's gone in my whole life, you know. Well, I think I think people I think people do have an understanding of that. I think they probably just take those isolated incidents yeah. as sort it's of like, shortcuts. Did Robin Hood really uh, rub the rich to feed the poor? Did did all these like was Al Capone? Well, why do we always want to um, remember the bad people, the bad things that people did? You know, like Hitler, like Stalin. Yeah. 
my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> she was part of the Axis of Evil. Kinda. Well, that's good. Well, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I mean, I remember I was in school when when that happened, yeah, and yeah. all the kids had the Aussie. Like they wrote it. It's like I mean, rock and roll. Is is a is a business. If your parents hate it, you're gonna get. You know, we're the band that made what parents love to hate. You know. Yeah. And when I was like, remember when they used to stick a record, bad language or anything on the record that was you needed to stick it. People only bought the stickered album. You know. <laughs> right. They didn't want to buy the one without the sticker. I was like, please sticker my catalogue. So what do you think is the, so just the second part of this guy's question, what's something really crazy that you did that you're really happy you did? You Live. That's good. That's good. That's a good one. That is a good one. How do you, what do you attribute that to? Luck. <laughs> I mean, uh, by all, by all, by all, I mean, I should, I should be dead long, long ago. I mean, I, I, my, my wife's been very, she gave me that, that called tough love. Mm -hmm. like one, one, one time I was coming, I was in a hotel with her and I was I felt really ill from doing too much or whatever. And I said, Sharon, I think I'm dying. She goes, well, die quietly. I've got to get up at nine o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> So you think if someone, if someone's kind of going through that, then it's really important for them to have someone to kind of look out for them. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I was, I was just lucky to have somebody that did. But, but I mean, me alone, my head didn't do a very good job, you know, I mean. I've been in that rehab. But you know what makes me smile somewhat? When I, when I hear people go to like rehabs and they go, oh, it didn't work. You know, the answer is it wasn't the rehab that didn't work. You didn't take the suggestions they gave you for real. You know? I've been I've been sober for a long time and I, like almost seven years. I mean, not to make this about me, but I'm just relating to what you're saying. And uh, and a lot of people think that when they quit, like, oh, that should solve all your problems. But no, it's, no, it's no. not because you That's, that, you, dr you drank in the reason. first place to medicate the Absolutely. problems you had. Absolutely. I mean, it'll sprout from that to sex, from sex to food, from food to gambling, yeah. shopping, whatever it is, compo obsessive compulsions. I mean, I don't, I don't drink for around seven. I don't know. I don't count. I, mean, I just don't drink today. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm, it's like we're raw, you know. We're we raw people that, that, that are trying to get through the day, you know. I think a lot of it has to do with just trying to distract yourself from your own thoughts, you know. I, I'm, my head is like a landmine, you know. You go, <laughs> <laughs> but you look great now, and you feel you feel good in yeah. general. Well, that's good. And to make sure you're all right. I care about you. I don't know you that well, but I care about you. Um, the next uh, question was submitted by Dig User. Uh, this looks like Bo Neal 428 with 135 digs. Oh, I already asked you this. What are some of the bands you're listening to? Actually, we, you talked about the Beatles. What are some of the other bands you're listening to, Carl? Led Zeppelin, um, Davey Bowie, Pink Floyd, um, all bands from when I was a younger guy. Plant's voice is really hanging in there. I never would have thought that register could hold all these years. He's but got an amazing, he's got an amazing voice, and his style of singing back in the Zeppelin days was phenomenal. I mean, he's from this, a similar area where, where I'm, like Birmingham. He's surrounded by uh, an area called the Midlands. He comes from Wolverhampton, which is right next door to Birmingham, and there's a lot, lot of lot of interesting things come out of my, my hometown, Birmingham. Was there, were there, were there music? There were the music clubs in there. there, there? Oh yeah, well, we um, there was like music clubs. There was not, not uh, you know, places to play, pubs and things. But the, a lot of successful bands come out of Birmingham. Moody Blues, mm -hmm. ELO, Black Sabbath, a lot of them. Do you think there was something just about the area? that? No, some some cities just have a good scene. 
I mean, it was just what we did. I mean, I mean, back then it was all the Liverpool sound. Birmingham just came out with just as many, if not more, than Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Well, like in, L- in in the states, you know, we have like Austin or um, Seattle or Portland. Yeah, like, yeah. There's these kind of pockets around the country that just happen but, to have. It's not when more than two bands come from the one town. It's it's, an, it's like the thing to be Seattle, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Fifth question is submitted by dig user Chased Wards. This had 125 digs. Uh, and he says, what is the real story behind Iron Man? Well, it was Geezer Butler, the bass player of South Rock Me the Lyric. And what it was about was a guy who travels through time. And, and he goes to the future and he sees the demise of mankind. On the way back to, to the present time, he, he goes through this macabre thing and he gets turned to iron. And he gets so frustrated trying to warn the mankind about his impending doom that he ends up losing it and do, he, do, he, he starts killing everybody himself. You know. Do you like comic books? Because that's a real com- That's a that's a comic book story. It's kind of. Geezer, Geezer, I didn't write the lyrics. Geezer, Geezer Butler wrote the lyrics. Oh okay, okay. Do you do you do you like? Uh, it sounds. It's also very Doctor Who-y. Do you watch Doctor Who? Oh no? yeah, yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, I like the old ones rather than the new one. Oh yeah. The oh, the hulkiness. Yeah, yeah, the Tom, the Tom uh, Baker uh, episode yeah, with, with the scarf the, and the... <laughs> yeah, with the egg boxes and things. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, literally, if this room were black, it could be a Doctor Who planet yeah, from the seventies, yeah. and yeah. I could come in in a rubber band. That, that old Tardis must stink now. You never, you never seen with a broom traveling through time forever, <laughs> through the farthest reaches of the universe. They never once have I ever seen the Tardis get hosed. Why well, did I go to the crap around there? You never know, Doctor. I'll be back in five minutes. I've got a terrible gut. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure the Time Lords actually go to the bathroom. I'm sure some delightful user out there would let us know, though. Um, number the sixth question is from dig user Sean Juan AO. It's got 124 digs, and he writes, "If you are the Prince of Darkness, then who is the King? King of Darkness? Who's the King of Darkness? I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't I'm, know I'm hoping for the job eventually. <laughs> so you think if the, whoever the current King is dies, then you're next I'm in line? I'm next in line. Yeah, yeah probably yeah. A, a cosmic father of mine. Literally something like that. Uh, all right." The next question is dig user Palencia. This had 118 digs. And <laughs> he, want, he or she wants to know, is it true that you and Bill Ward took LSD every day for six months? Yep. Okay. And how was that period of your life? <laughs> Do you remember it? Very hazy and very scary. <laughs> we used to do it a lot, man, Bill. Yeah? Oh, I don't know, every day for six months, it's impossible. You'd be in a mental hospital. We don't quite a bit of it, though. I mean, what was the attitude toward that back in those days? Like, now, obviously, everyone's but like, it, oh, it, drugs it, are bad, drugs are bad. But then, was it just part of the social No, it was, I, mean, I mean, don't forget, we ca- we, Sabbath, Black Sabbath came at the tail end of flower power, you know? Right. So we all thought, fuck, flower power, you know? So we just, we, 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 we were, like, investigating and doing, uh, experimenting. Um, I mean, I, it was great until I had a, started having bad trips. Then when I started, when she started having that, it's over. Mm-hmm. You, every time we took it, I took it after that. It was bad. I was screaming through the rafters, you know. What does it feel? I mean, I've never, I've never done it, so I don't know. What just it let, let me tell you, we don't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> it's just, it's just weird shit. It's not. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing you take and you have a bit of fun with it, but then when you go, you know what, I've had enough now, I want to go to sleep, that's when it goes, now we play. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> and you lie in your bed and you're fucking in, seeing and imagining all this shit. Uh, don't do LSD, kids, because uh, that'll happen. All right, um, 
Next question is submitted by Dig user S. Gerwell1985. I don't know either. Uh, Ozzy, what do you, uh, when you look at the current state of music, what disappoints you the most? I don't, uh, the way, the way it's, uh, I don't know, no, I don't really think it disappoints me. I, I just, I don't, I, I just get on my mind, you know, I just, mm. it, it's, it's so big now. I mean, I mean, now when you, when you see that the base, the, the mu uh, music industry is basically a TV show now mm -hmm. with a panel, yeah. like American Idol and all that. My wife's on one of them as well. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's in England. How you can tell it, in England for, for for a long, long time, people would say who what they think the next Christmas number one record is going to be. But now it's whoever wins this X Factor show in England who get the number one. Set. It's like it's changed music, you know. Yeah. I mean Simon Cowell loves it. I mean, good good luck to him. But it's it's not the same anymore. I mean, well, I'm saying about these talent shows. I don't know how these kids get up there and do it and then get the rear end dreamed out by a panel. I don't. I, I don't. It's. it's that, that, my hat goes off to them because I mean, I, I, being a, a 42-year veteran, I would not like to do that. I, well, I don't know. I don't know how these kids. I mean, like you know, you can win American Idol or come in second or whatever, and then all of a sudden you get famous. But you know, if you're you're still not really used to touring or playing with crowds or it, it, you know, it's, it's. I mean, if they can get on television and do what they do, and I mean, I mean whoever gets up there, whether they get laughed off or what, they've got balls, man. I mean, I mean, so I don't suppose that would be. They have too much stage fright when they're going if they went on arena. I don't know. I mean, the, 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 from being nothing to being the winner of X Factor or America Got Talent or whatever, and um, trying to get on your life, it, it doesn't happen like that because it's, you're, throw, you're fired out of a cannon and you've got to land sooner or later, you know. Yeah. And reality is hurt because when you, you know, I'm being fortunate. I've had, I've had a very fruitful career. Um, but so I've, 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 through my career, I remember going, "Oh fucking hell, Bon Jovi! How am I going to survive this?" And you do, <laughs> you know, Peter Frampton and all, all, all these major new bands and things are going. But I just plod on, you know. So it's not really affecting me. But the the downside of these talent shows has got to be going back to a regular, you know, job after after being on the top of the world. Well, you're about to go on tour again yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a couple of weeks yeah, yeah. for like. You were on for like eighteen months or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. Does that even register to you anymore? I mean, how do you? How do you? Well, the, the way it's not straight eighteen months. It's eighteen months. Over, it's like touring over a period of eighteen months. Where mm -hmm. I take gaps and breaks and holidays and things along the way. Cause I couldn't do eighteen months straight. Yeah. Do you miss being? Do you miss home? Or are you just this used is to? home. No, but I mean, like when you're on the road, do you, oh, miss, yeah, do, oh, yeah. do you miss being home, or I, are you just kind of used to being on the bus? I mean, when I when I do come home after the tour, Sharon, my wife goes, "Let's go." I go, "No, Sharon, my job's going out. I want to stay in for the next three months." You know. Yeah. I, 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 if it, I had my way, I'd never leave the house. But you, but you must still get something. I mean, you must. You still. Do you still feel a rush when you perform? Oh, like when I you get on like the stage. It. It's when you go, it's nothing like a good gig, and there's nothing like a bad gig. When you do a good gig, it's the best, best feeling in the world. When you do a bad gig, it's the worst, worst feeling in the world. Because every time I go up there, I want to give them my heart and soul, you know? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, I, mean, I mean, sometimes my voice is so bad, I'm like, what the fuck is anybody listening to this phone? Can my voice go? I mean, you go to a, a, a sporting event and you cheer on your team for an hour and, and say how you're gonna, what you're going to feel like the following morning when you wake up, but I have that every day. Well, so do you... Do I'm not you, complaining. No, no, not at all. Because I, I do, I do stand up, and sometimes I wonder, like, do you feel like you can have a good show 
that maybe the crowd didn't connect with as much, or or a bad show that they love, but you feel inside like so, I didn't. Sometimes you're right because sometimes I go and I go, that was fucking terrible tonight. And the people who come to me say, "Go, I see you're getting better with age." You know, what the fuck are you smoking? <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes you're right. Sometimes what my 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 perception of what's going on is, is off. Yeah. Or you just have a different. You know what kind of level I mean, you want to hit. I mean, if I get off, I should have said to you, if I get off while I'm performing and the, and the crowd don't get to where I want it, I, I take that as a bad show. Mm -hmm. But I'll, but you know. I think maybe it's just a question of going easier on yourself. Than, I, I, than I'm very hard on myself. Yeah, but I think most of the most of the people who excel to your level in their field probably are, and that's why they're where they are. I mean, I mean when I, there are people in the business that go on stage, you know, the impression I get is the audience are privileged to see them, not me. I, I'm privileged to see the audience, you know. Yeah, I really am. I mean, without them, we ain't got a fucking pot of piss in. Uh, the ninth question here was submitted by dig user B Lyday. This had 64 digs, and he wants to know, or she, uh, who'd you pick to play in a movie about your life? Denzel Washington. That's a perfect answer. I don't even think we have to go into d in depth on that. I, I would. That's perfect. Um, tenth question. Or Prince. Or Prince. Yeah. Prince is tiny, though. I don't know if they could get him. They'd have to trap him. They'd have to set up these prince traps around his house and be like, I got you, prince. Now go play Ozzy. Be like, let me go, let me go. Um, and the, the tenth question here was submitted by Guzmar. 57 digs. Um, this may be a tough one to answer. What was going through your head when you first heard of Ronnie James Dio's passing? Well, I mean, I, I, I never hung out. I met him a bunch of times, but we didn't hang out because but, you know, we just didn't hang out much. But he was, I, I admired his, his talent, his singing voice. I mean, so many singers owe their career to Ronnie James Dio because there's a lot of, a lot of so, so many singers wanted to sound like him, you know. And I, when, I, when I heard he had got cancer, I, I immediately sent a message to his office saying, is there anything we can do? Because, you know, Sharon battled cancer, she beat it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought, I remember when I got diagnosed, Sharon got diagnosed, I thought, what the fuck do you do? I never knew anybody who survived, you know. I thought it was all bullshit when they said, you know, people can be there. So I, I just sent it a humane thing, and I said, you know, if we can help you, if you want to ask this question, please call us. Then I was at a, an award show a few weeks back, and uh, he was there. I never actually spoke to him. Our pals, I was doing an award out, and he was doing something else. But I met the drummer, Vinny, Vinny Appersey. Mm -hmm. And I said, did Ronnie get my message? And he says, I don't know. I said, well, tell him, you know, I'm thinking my thoughts are with him. And if he, if he wants to talk to Sharon, just call us. Then, then when we found out he passed away, it was very sad. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, he was a great singer. He'd be sadly missed. Yeah. We need somebody like Ronnie James Dio. Well, um, after this, I just want to make sure we're not taking too much of your time here. How are we doing? We're doing pretty well for time, actually. Right, how are you doing for tape? 40 minutes in. Oh, okay. We are? Okay. So I don't want, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, I just have a couple of quick questions that I want to know, which mm. is, what's your process? Like, what's your, what's, what's your songwriting process? Can you sit down and write, or do you just have to get struck by lightning? Sometimes I get struck by lightning, sometimes I get like, most of my best songs have come out of nowhere. Like, for instance, the song Paranoid mm -hmm. was a filler track for the album, which is going to be called War Pigs, hence the guys on the album sleeve with the pink leotards and the, I don't know, fucking. And, and then we wrote, we, like, Roger, I remember Roger Brown, the producer, saying, just bang anything out for three minutes. Now the blue came, Paranoid, it's one of the greatest songs I've ever had a part to write with, you know. Yeah. Um, and then other times, I mean, 
you, you, as much as you sit down and you can you stru you structure music, out of nowhere, like a meteorite will hit you, and it's like, wow, what are you know, it's, and they're gifts, I call them. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the title track for the no, no More Tears album, no, no More Tears, came right at the very end when we were in pre-production, and we'd been working on the album for six long months. I mean, you, sometimes you walk in right, right one straight away, and then other times you don't. You can't. You think you know. You think you've got writer's block, you know. Mm -hmm. But now, since I don't drink, I used to think that alcohol and drugs were the fuel for my creativity. Oh, I had, I had that. I was afraid of that too. And so I thought, how the fuck can I go to a club gig? You know, I, I said to one, a guy, a friend of mine, who I speak to about my problem all this. I'm my sponsor. I said, how can I go to a fucking bar now with a Perrier one? And he goes, you don't have to go to a bar for anything. You can drink Perrier water in the fucking street, you know. <laughs> but that's the way my head was think. Yeah. yeah I, I, when I used to be out there, I used to think everybody drank. And it's not true, you know. Everybody around me at that time, for those years, drank, because that's all the only people I want to be around, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a gift that we have. I'm, I'm not a... Educated man, by any means, I'm dyslexic. I'm, I'm attention deficit disorder, but I know when there's a good melody flying around, you know. Yeah. But having this is, is is good and it's bad. The good thing is, you can come down whenever you want and until you procrastinate. Oh, because it's right there. You're like, ah, I'll get to it. I'll you know, get to tomorrow, it tomorrow. I'll go to yeah. the movie we share. And, but I'm, but I, and I can't stand being in this box forever in a day. I have to get out in the out and about, you know. But I, I'm lucky enough to get a, my producer. Kevin Shirko, who, who just lived in this room and got a, got a lot of the sounds, got. I want that to be more heavier. Okay, I'll come. I'll come back in an hour, and then he'll be labouring over the machine. So, if you were to, if you were to attribute one thing to the the longevity that you've had, what would it be? I don't know what this. I mean, I I, I, I don't want. I don't know. I suppose it's luck. I mean, because there were. I mean, I used to go drinking with John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. He died, and I never. And we, we we didn't go. Oh well, he had one pint more than me. Right, right. I mean, it's not, it doesn't work that way, you know. I mean, people die every. I mean, it's only because we're in the public eye that you hear about us dying, you know. But people must die every day of them choking on their vomit or taking one too many drinks or pills or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, the rehabs are not filled with celebrities. Right. You know, everyday walk alone, and it's the same problem which we all have. The only difference is with us and them, I suppose. When they would try to pull up to work slowed, they, 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 they could, you can go home, but if I, we, we turn up uh, loaded, they go, it's going to be good enough. <laughs> I don't know another job. That, I, I, I wonder if that was a part of that, why I wanted to do the job that I chose anyway. Well, maybe, maybe it was maybe it was time. The same thing with comedy. Like comedy, you just do stand-up comedy oh, in a I, bar. Do you know some of the most depressing people I've ever met is comics? <laughs> do you like comedy? Do you like comedy? Oh, I love comedy. I'm, I'm, my, my whole thing is comedy. I like... I don't take myself seriously when, it, when I, you know, my, it was my survival mechanism. If you can make somebody laugh, they ain't going to beat the shit out of you. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I had to do in school because I got stuffed in trash cans for being a nerdy kid. So I, I had know. to try to be a, I had to try I to mean, be I was, I was the crazy uh, class clown. I, you know, anything to get the kids on my side and steal, beg, borrow, pull face at the teacher when he turned me back, throw shit at the teacher, you know. Do you see a lot of crossover between rock stars and comedians? Because I feel like every comedian wants to be a rock star and no, every rock star like, wants it, to it, be a comedian. It's not, not comedians and rock stars in, in Los Angeles. It's medical stuff. Oh, okay. You've got to platinum disc for changing your face or something, you know. <laughs> and everyone's turning into these kind of weird robot looking people at the place. I, mean, I, mean, I remember a few years back, Sharon and I were waiting for our car to come up from the uh, Valley Park car park. 
And all, as it came up from behind us, all these women turned around at the same time. It's like, fuck, you know, they all had the same face. <laughs> these weird Twilight Zone plastic just, cat just, faces. Like, do, 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 do. <laughs> Expecting the music. Do not adjust your TV set. <laughs> I mean, fucking old Joan Rivers as well. Have you seen her now? She, she has no, not to, but yeah, I've seen her. She has no expression. Um, that was very funny. <laughs> no. No, she just kind of has these slits in her eyes and then her face. It, but I'm not even sure if she eats through her she mouth anymore. She doesn't look too bad at all, Joan. But I don't think she can eat with her mouth anymore. I think they have to, like, shove hams in her arms or something. I don't know I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she does it. She's, my, mom, my mom goes, Joan Rivers looks amazing. And I'm like, for you're a, not for a looking 70, at For a 70-something-year-old woman, she looks pretty good. Mind you, though, I'll bet I wouldn't like to. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking. I know what you're thinking. Don't don't think that I haven't been like. Could I? No, I could never do this. That would be. I would have to drink now. No, snort now. I think I would rather go back to drinking than fuck Joe Rivers. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. And if Joe Rivers, you're watching this, I apologize, but I would rather drink again than to. I'd like to go drinking now. I'd probably fuck him. <laughs> and then you'd be like. Oh, no, no, give me again. the knife! I better call my sponsor. This is not going well. Uh, all right, thank you so much for joining you us today. You are delightful. It's such a pleasure and an my honor pleasure. to interview you. Uh, if you want to get Ozzy's new album, it's called Scream. It's coming out June 22nd. He's actually going to play it for you're going to. He's going to play it for me in a second, and I'm sort of shitting my pants about that. So, so I got to go. But if you want to rewatch this or any of the other 19 shows that Dig Dialogue has done so far, you're going to want to go to digdialogue.com. The entire archive is there. Also, I'm going to put an extended audio version of the interview on my website, Nerdist. Dot com uh, for the Nerdist podcast, which is my uh, my audio show. Uh, there's uh, extra extra stuff there that uh, that you won't see here, but you'll hear it with your ears. So thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. Now leaving Nerdist.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.